marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt on Calvary's mount outpoured. There where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. This morning we're going to be hearing from 1 Peter 1, verses 13 to 19. As Peter says in the beginning of his letter, so I want to say to you today, may grace be yours in the fullest measure. Special welcome to to our friends. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Can we give them just another round of applause? We're encouraged by your testimony. Thank you for sharing, really, truly. Uh, and to Joy and Cassie, they, they went twice, by the way. They had to get up here two times, and, and I, I relate to that. That's not, not always easy to do that twice in one day. And also to Chloe, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, God bless you as you share uh, your testimony, share how God has redeemed you. Uh, it's not always easy to share with others and be vulnerable about these, these types of things that are in our life. So thank you for coming up. Uh, I just want to share with you again from Psalm 107, just as an encouragement to you uh, as we think about sharing our, our faith and God's goodness to us. Psalm 107 says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary. Amen? Amen. Amen. We got some amens in the first service, too. Lots of (laughs) the spirit is moving today. So thank you again for sharing with us. Today we're looking at 1 Peter 1, and as you open to 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 19, we're going to see that Peter talks about God's redeeming grace. Peter tells the people to set their hope fully on this grace, this redeeming grace, this precious grace, God's grace. Uh, Won't you pray with me as we go to the word? Father, thank you for this, uh, this day and this space and, and our friends here, our visitors. Uh, Lord, I just um, thank you. Thank you for blessing us with, uh, with this time, with these testimonies, with uh, this, these songs just about your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Oh, Lord, we, we come before you each needing grace. And uh, Lord, as we, as we look at your word in First Peter, God, I just... I just pray that you would open our minds and our hearts to receive the truth that you have for us, this truth of of your redeeming grace. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for the precious blood of Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 19, reading in Jesus' name says this, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, 
But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. What good gospel truth that is. What amazing words those are. Before we dig into the text, I, I thought it might be worthwhile just to, just to consider a little bit about uh, this man, Peter. Right? We're reading from 1 Peter. Uh, who is Peter? Why, why do we care what, what God has inspired this man to say? Well, what do we know about Peter? Peter was a fisherman, and you probably recognize him as a disciple of Jesus, right? He was a disciple of Christ. He followed Jesus. He, he was kind of like Jesus' right-hand man, right? He, was, he followed Jesus around for three years. He did life with Christ in his earthly ministry. <clears throat> of all the disciples, it seemed like Peter was typically the first one to speak up. He was maybe a little bit impulsive. He was quick to speak. I think some of us can maybe relate to that. But Peter recognized Jesus as the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter himself even walked on water. Can you imagine that? Peter walked on water towards Jesus. If anyone in the world was qualified to talk about Jesus, tell the world what Jesus was about, it was Peter. Peter was his closest follower. And so this letter that we're reading from, 1 Peter, uh, was written by Peter to churches uh, throughout what is now modern-day Turkey. And based on some of the things in this letter, it, it seems evident that Peter was writing to many people who were new Christians, uh, perhaps like some of you. And so as we think about what Peter has to say, what is it that Peter wanted the people to know? What is it that this man who knew Jesus so well, what did he want the other people to know? He wanted them to know grace. Look at verse 13 with me again. Set your hope fully on the grace that's being brought to you. He wanted the people to know about grace, about the grace of God. It's our only hope. This is our first takeaway this morning, friends. It's this. Grace. Set your hope upon it. Therefore, preparing your minds for action, Peter says, and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Fix your hope completely on Jesus and on his grace. Notice the word fully. Some translations might say completely, entirely. It's not 50% God's grace. It's not 99% God's grace. It is 100% God's grace. Set your hope completely upon it. Hope upon the Lord Jesus. I asked this question in the first service. I didn't really see any hands, but I'm curious with a larger audience here now. 
uh, are there any skydivers out there? I see one in the back. All right. So I've got a friend who's been been asking me to go skydiving for the last couple years, and and I re- I, I want to try it. I like to do new things, uh, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also a chicken. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna go skydiving, you wouldn't somewhat hope that the parachute works, would you? I'm not an expert, but I know that's an important part of the experience, is having a parachute that you can trust. I don't mean to make light of uh, the very, very rare skydiving accidents that have happened, but the point is this. In the way that a skydiver sets their hope on the parachute working, so we too as Christians need to set our hope completely, entirely on the grace of God. Grace. Set your hope upon it, completely upon it. Second point this morning is this. Grace. You're redeemed by it. Let's go back to the text. Look at what verses 18 and 19 say. Knowing that you were redeemed, that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of the Lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. You were ransomed. You were redeemed. In Christ, you, yes, even you, were literally bought back at a price. That's what this word ransom or redeemed means. You've been bought with a price. You were a hostage to your own sinful desires. You were stuck in your futile ways, inherited from your forefathers, as this verse puts it. Our visitors today have shared about their old nature, and we too all have an old nature. It's not just the drugs and the alcohol. Porn addiction, gambling, shopping addiction, gossip addictions, all of this, the list is long. We're guilty of a lot of things, are we not? At the heart of this is a sin addiction, an addiction that we needed to be bought back from. Don't let my suit jacket, nice clothes up here, fool you to think that I've got my life together. And so just know, friends, that I need grace just as much as you do. I didn't share as much in the first message the first time around about my story. I, I understand what it's like to, to be drunk, and I, that is in my past as well. But by the grace of God, we are bought back. By grace, we are redeemed. In the original language in the Greek, this word redeemed, ransomed, it's a passive verb, which means simply this, that, that you didn't redeem yourself. God redeems you. It's not your doing, it's God's doing. God is the one who is active. We are just simply the passive recipient of his grace. I really like the song that our friends shared this morning, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. What a great line to be able to say this in truth, my chains are gone. I have been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, 
His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. As, as I said before, I hope that really that is, that is your song the rest of your life, and not just you, for all of us, that this would be our song as the days go on. I started this message with some words from another song about grace. It's called Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Here's a few more words from it. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is a flowing crimson tide. Brighter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. This is our last take-home point today. God's grace, his precious grace. And this grace really is precious, isn't it? You were bought with something very precious, as our text says. You know the value of something based on its cost, right? Here again, the scripture. You were ransomed from your futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. The cost for your ransom, your forgiveness, your salvation, your freedom, was such a precious cost. That precious cost was the blood of the Son of God. Like a lamb, Peter says, without blemish or spot, Jesus lived right while we lived wrong. Yet he died the death we deserve so that you can stand in his righteousness. It was the innocent in exchange for the guilty. Make no mistake about it, friends. Our sins are, are, are awful. The cost is great. But the blood of Christ was shed for you. Money couldn't pay that debt. You can never truly be sorry enough. It's only the precious blood of Christ. Maybe you're here today and you don't yet know Jesus. A room this size, it's certainly possible. Uh, Today's the day. Grace is here for you. Come talk to me. Talk to Pastor Kevin someone in leadership in the program. But most of all, look to Scripture and read about the grace of God for you. You might be surprised to see what the Bible has to say. Maybe, maybe some of you here today know you're saved by grace. You know it's a free gift. But as life has gone on and you've made mistakes, it starts to feel like you've been weighed down too much. And now, maybe you feel like you need to just pull yourself back up. Or you need to fix yourself first before you come to Jesus. That's not grace. He comes to you. Take it from Peter, the man who who wrote our passage today and talks about this precious blood. Was Peter such a, a great guy himself? His letter has a lot to say about grace, but but did he deserve grace? Do you remember what Peter said in the hours that led up to Jesus' death? What did Peter say? I do not know what you're talking about. I do not know the man. I do not know the man. 
And immediately, a rooster crowed three times. Three times. This was Jesus' closest friend. And in his hour of need, Peter denied him three times. Before I finish up today, uh, we're going to play a, a little clip uh, it's, it's by, by a couple guys that, uh, known as the Skit Guys. They, do, they have some funny videos, and, and their humor comes through a little bit in this. Uh, but they talk about grace. And, and in this video, they depict uh, Jesus' relationship with Peter shortly after Jesus was resurrected. And as I said, it, it's, the video is called Grace. I think it's a fitting fitting way to uh, see that relationship. So go ahead and play the video. Grace is God's unmerited favor for us, his crazy love. And the truth is, many times we struggle understanding it. If you find yourself struggling to understand God's grace, don't beat yourself up. Even the disciples struggled with understanding grace. Jesus, is that you? You're alive. I can't believe you're alive. Okay, I was in the boat and I wasn't catching any fish, okay? But I heard this voice and the voice said, cast your net to the other side. And so I'm thinking, I'm a fisherman. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not catching any fish, you know? And so I throw that net over there and then a gaggle of fish pop into that net and I'm going, this is a total miracle. Who could have done that? I need to know who told me to throw the net to the other side. And boom, I look up and I mean, there is you. You're looking at me on the seashore going, it is I, the Lord. And you're alive. I can't believe you're alive. This is awesome. Andrew, get out of the boat. Come on. Peter, yeah. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. I love you. You're alive. This is so great. Good. Then feed my sheep. Andrew, get out of the boat. Come on, man. It's him. Peter. Yeah. Do you love me? I love you. Yes. And I'm so sorry about that rooster cluck, and I had no idea what that meant, but I do now. I'm better for it. All right. Okay. Then feed my sheep. Andrew, I'm smiling, but I'm serious. Come on, get out of the boat. It's him. Peter. Yeah. Do you love me? Jesus, mere words cannot describe the passion that I have for you. I love you. You know everything. I love you. Good. Good. Then feed my sheep. I didn't even know you had livestock. That is so like you, though. There's something new about you all the time. That's what I love about you. Peter, do you remember uh, the morning the ladies went to the tomb? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all in the upper room trying to figure out what to do next, you know, because we thought you were dead. You know, you were dead, you know, and we're trying to figure all that out, you know. And Mary comes running up, and Mary's like saying, beehive, beehive, beehive. And I'm thinking, I'm allergic to bees. Like, keep them out. You know what I'm saying? But as she kept getting closer, I heard her correctly. She was saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. And we're going, who's alive, who's alive? And she said, she was at the tomb, and the tomb was empty. And she said that there was an angel there. And the angel said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He is risen. And so me and John, we hightailed it down there. And if John says he beat me, he's totally lying, all right? I beat him, FYI, all right, you know? And we get down there, and I'm looking in that tomb, and it is. It is empty. There's nothing in there, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And John is right there. John is so good with words. He should write a book. He is so good with words. And John said, Don't you get it, Peter? This is everything Jesus said he was going to do, and you did it, and it's done. Let's go. This is so great. Wait. The angel said what? Uh, Go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He is risen. You've risen. Let's go. He said what? Go tell the disciples and Peter. Go tell the disciples and Peter. You said my name. Why did you say my name? 
Peter, that's grace. No, no, I don't, I don't deserve that because that night people kept coming up to me asking me if I belonged to you, if I was with you, and I kept denying you left and right, all right? No, it'll take me my whole life to make up for what I did. It was unforgivable for no, what I did. No, What I did on the cross was meant to take what is unforgivable and make it forgivable. That's my grace. It's not about you. It's always about me. That's grace, Peter. Just like Peter, Jesus calls you by name. His grace is greater than all our sin. One last thank you to our friends. Thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing in God's grace today. Uh, before they come back up and lead us in the last song, I just want to leave you with, with the chorus of that song. Just one more time, the words from that chorus. Grace, grace. God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace. God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sins.